Hey everyone, this is Chris Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. And I almost said Chris and Sandy, but you see, my sidekick's not here. <laughs> but this is Chris with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close to personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I say on every episode, we have a great one for you. We have the amazing Christian artist, Matthew West, coming on. He's doing some great things out there. We're going to talk about his new Christmas album, his tour, and even his new number one hit and all that and everything oh, in between. Man. So we're excited. So Matthew, welcome to the show. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's definitely our pleasure. Um, and I'll probably keep saying our and we. I'm used. I'm not used to her not being here. <laughs> it, well, we can we can just pretend she's there. You know, if you have like a picture or something, we can. Well, uh, well she's here yeah. in spirit because she's in the back room watching. Okay. All right. Very <laughs> and, good. Because you know she has has to watch because uh, later in the show I always bring on our nine year old to ask a couple questions. Um, so of course you know she has to know when that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So let's start with the big elephant in the room. As you know, the pandemic has hurt a lot of people, and I always like to start here first because I think it's important. How has COVID affected what you do? And what have you done through this last 18 months to kind of maneuver through this? Wow. How long is your show? I mean, <laughs> I mean, what can we all agree that? I mean, I don't think any of us have escaped this last yep. year and a half to two years unscathed in some way, shape or form. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I think we've all been affected in, in, ways big and small i would say that i would be the first one to just acknowledge how fortunate and blessed i feel that my family's healthy that they're safe you know that uh my parents both had covid but they um had wow. a hard time with it but they had a full recovery and yeah, so good. you know i think these I would say this, this is a season where I'm being reminded of the old hymn that I was taught as a kid, count your blessings, count them one by one, count your blessings, see what God has done. And, Love that. you know, it's hard to count our blessings when times are hard, but it's, it's more essential than, than any other time in your life than to count your blessings when you're actually going through the fire. And so yeah. this has been a, this has been a couple years where, I've been reminded, season. yeah, and I've been reminded to be intentional about gratitude uh, for what God's done in my life and what He's done to bring my family through tough times and what I believe He's doing even when we can't see it. And man, gratitude changes everything; it really yeah. does. When when you're thankful, and I know here we are in this holiday season, man. This is this is a season to remind us that even in hard times, we have so much to be thankful for. Um, you know, I don't know that I was always talking like that. When I got the news that like wow. 40, 40 concerts were canceled and then another 40, you know what I yeah. mean? And, and things were kind of going nuts and I panicked like everybody else probably at times. But ultimately, I can see how the Lord has been faithful to bring me through. And I truly have much to be thankful for this holiday season. And, you know, on the flip side of that for us, you know, we launched this show January of 2020. <laughs> And so a couple months before um, COVID happened and, and Sandy and I's original plan was we thought, you know, being the first year show, we thought if we could do a hundred interviews, it would be an amazing thing. And that'd be a great foundation. And then COVID hits. And as I'm watching everything get shut down, I told Sandy, you know, this 
could be our silver lining. We instead of doing a hundred shows, we just need to step it up and y'all need a place to talk and we're gonna right. get it to you. <laughs> and we did over 300 interviews last year and we're at like 470 now. Wow. So, That's amazing. And again, it was one of the, you do one, one moment. Wait, so what'd you do? One every day? Well, last year, our biggest month was August of 2020, and we did 44 interviews that month. Wow. That's amazing. We, we did 300 last year, and it looks like this year we'll probably end about 200. So we'll be at 500 inter interviews right around sometime in December. Okay, gotcha. Okay, since January of 2020. All right. Wow. Man, good for you guys. Well, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. You know, we're excited to have you on. And, you know, let's talk about your Christmas album. Tell us about that. Yeah, man, it's hot off the presses. You know, uh, it's uh, it's funny because uh, people don't maybe realize that you make a Christmas album in the middle of the summertime. And uh, it's so, it's so bizarre. Like you're wearing shorts <laughs> and flip flops and trying to think about Christmassy things. But but, you know, it's not hard to think about Christmas for me because it's my favorite. It's my favorite season. It's the West family's favorite season. We love Christmas music. Uh, I found myself, you know, I was watching It's a Wonderful Life in July. You know, like I just I love all things Christmas. And for as an artist, what I love is it gives me a chance to be creatively a little more eclectic. Right. So I love the classics and I love to kind of find my my own version of Michael Buble, you know, a little Matthew Buble coming at you. So that's why I wore a tuxedo on the cover of the record. Just kind of, oh, wow. it's just kind of fun to do something that you wouldn't normally do, but vocally that's something that I've been trained to do and sing in that style. So this record kind of gives me a chance to record some of my favorite classics, but wow. also the chance to write some new songs that could maybe be classics uh, someday down the road, you know? So oh, wow. it's a little bit of everything on that record and it's called, we need Christmas. And, there's a reason why I called it that because yeah, we do right now. Yeah, man, we need it right now. So I'm really hoping that that song really touches people's hearts this Christmas season. Now, tell us a little bit about what you're doing with your nonprofit, because I hear there's some great things coming with that. Yeah. So my dad and I have a nonprofit ministry. Uh, my dad's been a pastor for 38 years, Chris. And, uh, you know, it's cool wow. to see him still going strong, just really every day asking the Lord, how can how can we reach a lost and hurting world? And so our ministry has really been in place originally to help people after our concerts were over. You know, people have these experiences where the Lord really speaks to them at a concert experience or they hear a song of mine on the radio. But then they want to take the next steps towards healing in their life. Someone yeah. might need to get into a recovery program. Someone might, might need marriage counseling. Someone might just need some devotional materials to help them grow and take the next Almost steps. Almost 14 years sober here. So There you go. Praise God for that. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, like everybody does, that we all need um, somebody who's going to care enough about us to take us by the hand and say, hey, God's not done with you. But also, I'm going to help walk with you and take the next steps. And so our ministry is called Pop We, and we've built a community of people just letting people know that there's hope for your story, no matter how many broken chapters you might have. And so some of the things we do are, are you know, um, philanthropic endeavors like uh, at Thanksgiving time, we we do um, give a gobble away where oh, wow. it, instead of just focusing on the turkey we're putting in our belly, we're trying <laughs> to make sure that we help feed some people uh, who need a meal this Thanksgiving. We're also doing a special thing during the Christmas season uh, around the theme of we need Christmas. And we're finding individuals and families who have a special need this Christmas. 
um, whether they've experienced a, a um, you know a difficult battle with health or a financial struggle of some sort. And and we're going to find people who need Christmas and we're going to be Christmas for them and bless them uh, in with a financial gift. So so those are some of the the things that we're doing. And, and I'm challenging all those people out there who listen to my music to say, hey, you know, Do Christmas. Something. Yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas, man, like let's be others minded. You know, people need Christmas around us and the Lord could use us to to show and show the love and the light of Christ to a dark world. Exactly. You know, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me almost 14 years. In fact, December 26 will be um, 14 years. And so I get it. You know, again, you know, when you're in those moments with addictions, you know, you feel like there's no hope, but there's always right. hope in Christ. And that's the message of the gospel right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and there's, and you think about how many people have, it's funny. You know, I've been I've been thinking a lot about I know this might sound cheesy, but like the all over the news right now, it's supply chain shortage, su mm -hmm. supply chain shortage. I think it may be a good thing. But right. But it's like when you when you think about it, like think about that from a spiritual perspective, like we look around our world and I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you what, there seems to be a shortage of kindness, love, yep. peace, hope. So we don't joy. need the material things. We need right. what, what you can't buy. And, and that's what God offers us. Like when it comes to when it comes to God's love for us, there's never a supply chain shortage of hope and peace and love and joy. And that's why I think we need Christmas to hopefully remind us all that we can, uh, you know, that oh, somebody's saying, are, are we getting comments? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he said, I just want the chicken price wings to come down. <laughs> right. That's funny. Yeah. Ch chicken wings. Yeah. We want those wings to come down. I saw the name of that podcast. I was like, "What? what is that? <laughs> yeah, he's a buddy of mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he watches a lot of our shows because we're we're live on Facebook and YouTube. Oh, we're live right now. Wow, okay. Yeah, so I, I guess I just, I, I love the idea that at Christmas time, we can be reminded that, man, there's no shortage. We might not see hope, but hope can still be found. And, and thank you, Jesus, for that, you know? Most definitely. Um, now, as you know, a lot of people, they see you as this great big artist and all that and the glory behind that. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to get to your level. Um, and I always want to talk about that because I think that a lot of people, they jump in music and they're like, oh, I got the talent. I can make it. No big deal. And they don't realize the sacrifices y'all make as artists. And I want to talk about that. Tell us a little bit about the struggles and sacrifices you've had to go through to get to where you are today. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I heard a recording artist one time at a show and he had a big hit single. It was like his first big hit song. And, uh, you know, people are calling me, he said, people are calling me an overnight success. You know, mm -hmm. what they don't realize is it took me 10 years to become an overnight success. And I think that's, that's true for my story, you know, just in terms of, I faced years of rejection, uh, years of no's, years of closing doors. I kept working. I put in my time, you know, um, it's it's I don't I don't think I'd appreciate it if it came easy and it has not come easy. And so uh, I wake up every day and I keep grinding. I've always been that way. You know, I'm I always believe my next song is going to be my best song. And, uh, you, you know, got to, right. But, yeah. But but most importantly, I think one of the dangers of the way that I'm wired is that I can get fooled into thinking that if I work hard enough, if I get good <laughs> enough, if I do well enough, then I will be 
a success and dangerously you can think, well, then I will be enough. Then I will be worthy. And, you know, I just feel like the Lord just continues to show me like, Matthew, this is not about you. It's about how I can use you. And so it, it never ceases to amaze me how things happen in my life. And even the successes that happen when, when it, when, it, when I get good news about a success, it just always comes in the way of, man, only one could get the credit for this. And, yeah. and so I love, I'm humbled by that. You know, um, I was talking with the guy who started the series, the chosen and, uh-huh. and I said, how does it feel to have 350 million views of this show? You know, and he's, <laughs> and he's like, honestly, it's like, it's not pride. It's humble. I feel humbled by it because only it. God could multiply the way that he did those loaves and fishes, you know? And I totally get that because like um, <clears throat> with our show, you know, we, we're still a new show. We're only 22 months in, you know, the mini show has been out for five years, 10 years. And some of the guests that we've had on, I get people from other podcasts that will private message me. How in the world are you getting such big guests on your show? And I'm like, the only thing I can think of is it's God. This is all God. This is, I mean, there's no reason why we're, we should be getting some of the guests we get on unless he's in this. Yeah, man. I mean, that's exciting. You know, and when you step into that flow, it's like there was this, uh, there was a deeply spiritual movie that came out years ago called finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they had this thing called the East Australian current and this current that Nemo was trying to get into this current that would then spit him out where he could help, you know, find his dad or I'm sorry, where Nemo's dad was trying to go find his son. Right. Yeah. And, uh, once they got into that East Australian current with crush the turtle, man, they, they were going with the flow of the ocean and it was, it was doing wow. the work for them. It was beautiful. Yeah. And I mean, that's what it's like when, when God offers you the fullness of life in John 10, 10, man, he's, he's, he's telling you like, you know, it's like God said, I know the plan. He's not going to yeah. do it for you. That part. Step into, yeah. To step into that flow of what God is doing. And when you feel like you're a part of that, then it's immeasurably more than what you or I could create on our own. Because the way I see it, it's like pushing a boulder up and God's there with you. But again, you know, a lot of people have this speak it and it'll be yours. I don't agree with that because you without the action, you can't do nothing because faith without no. works is dead. But no, no, I, I, I like the picture of, you know, you're pushing this big boulder up a, up a hill. You can't see the top of the hill because it's boulder so big. And if you try to look around it, the boulder will come back. You lose, lose the momentum you have. So you just got to keep grinding and grinding and grinding. But you know that hill is at the top somewhere. And yeah. eventually you get to the point where the boulder goes over the top and you can jump on the boulder, ride it down until you get to the next hill. But to me, that's where God jumps in and just says, okay, you've done the grind. You've done the proven. You're done the pruning. Let's now take you to that next level. Yeah, we've got, we definitely have to fail. You know, we definitely have to learn lessons the hard way and, you know, I'm struck by how many people have stories that their successes in life are actually born of failure in life. And you well, know, we've got a hundred business ideas before this. That's right. And that's and what happens. That's what happens. So and that's a beautiful thing. And I think that's by design because, you know, when you've fallen on your face and you've failed, you know, then when something does succeed, you know, it wasn't you that made it happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if we're in this for any sort of credit, 
man, we're going to be humbled <laughs> yeah, sooner or later. Real quick, especially in entertainment. I mean, entertainment is one of them things that you could be on top today and tomorrow you're a nobody. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. If you don't feel like if, if, if you can take your eyes off of God all you want, but that day is going to come when all you're going to have is God. Right. Well, and I'm, you know, every artist knows that day's coming, you know, where, when someone's going to, when, when somebody's going to say, oh, we don't want to interview him anymore. or We don't want to <laughs> play his song anymore. This kind of thing. So, um, you know, I, I try to just enjoy the season for what it is and try to give credit where credit is due. Now let's talk about your current, uh, your number, we recent number one, what if I love that song, just watched the video right before we came on this. And man, I li that's how I live my life. What if today's my last, you know, you know, my wife and I, we've been a 24 seven couple for 19 years of our marriage. I just never, you know, I married her to be with her. You know, <laughs> I, I don't want to go on my deathbed wondering what if, and I love that song and how you're talking about what if today's that last day? What if this day's all I got? Tell us a little bit about that and how it feels that that went number one. Well, I mean, gosh, you know, these last couple of years, I, I, I don't think I'm the only one who's been made more aware of how brief life is and how fleeting it is and, you know, how we really are like a vapor in in the in the wind you know we're, we're a flower quickly fading right yeah and not to be depressing but just i don't think that thought sure. about you know the thought it's not a depressing thought to live like today could be your last day it's actually an empowering thought mm -hmm. and it's a real thought because i mean look you know just a couple weeks ago or just last week we had a funeral for a 47 year old dad you know, yeah. who, who went in the hospital with COVID and never left. And our daughters go to school together. And wow. I, I just, I look at, I'm like, man, that could be me, you know? And uh, none of us know how many pages of our story we get left to write. And so, you know, I like to write songs that challenge myself. And I feel like if they challenge me, they'll probably challenge somebody else out there. And so, you know, I think this, that song is a product of, just uh, two years of realizing, yeah. man, life is brief. Life is short. Not a single day is promised. So with what God has given me today, it is a gift. And I do not mm -hmm. want to take it for granted. And I don't want to waste the time God's given me on this earth. I definitely love that. Because, again, I try to live my life that way. Because, again, you know, I went, I came from being addicted for 19 years. So you have a lot of friends that, that were that in that crowd too. And, and as I watch Facebook and a lot of my old friends that I grew up with, I mean, I've, I've probably went seen more death from friends I grew up with because I was in that crowd. Um, then you should. So I get that life is short and all that. And I try to live my life. You know what, what if today's my last, I want to go out in a great way. So but doing all this, it takes it also takes a team and 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 all that. And I always want to talk about that because I think teams never get the love they deserve. So tell, take a few moments to tell us about the team that helps pull all this together for you. Well, I mean, Team West, man. I mean, I'd have to just start with my my wife Emily. You know, she's uh, man, she's she's unbelievable. She's uh, my champion and my. Uh, 
you know, my sanity, you know, she keeps, she keeps our house a home and my two daughters, like I know they're in my corner, my mom and my dad, I'm very close with them. They've always believed in my dreams and, you know, we partner together in ministry. Um, and then I've got, you know, a huge extended team. It does take, you know, from booking agents to, um, management to producers and songwriters and makes a village. Oh yeah. Yeah. Book publishers, all the things. So I've been blessed to have great people around me that believe in the vision that God's put on my heart. And, um, you know, part of me living a know what if life is, I don't want to let them down and I don't live for their approval, but I also know like the stakes are high and there's people that are believing in me and it's all the more important for me to make sure that my eyes are fixed on Jesus and, and that I'm really listening for God's leading in my life. Um, otherwise I'm leading a bunch of people, you know, in, in, a, direct, the blind end. Yeah, in a direction of my choosing. And, and I, that's a wasted life. And I don't want to live that. I love that philosophy. And, you know, speaking of teams, um, I know that you're a lot of your team is your family and you have them in your videos and all that. Well, we're same way. Our team is our family too. So we have a third co-host, our little nine-year-old that always asks a couple questions. So hopefully Sandy's sending him in now <laughs> to get him on. And we have a two and a half year old daughter that when she gets older, she'll be plugged in a show too, because we believe that the family needs to stay together. And, and if they can be a part of our show, we try to do everything we can to keep them part of the show and really cool to have them part of it. That's awesome. Here, here he comes. <laughs> hi, hi, Matthew West. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Uh, doing great. So what's your favorite food? My favorite food? That's a good question, man. I like steak. Ooh. Yeah. What's your favorite? Mine is pizza. All right. That's, we eat it all day long, too. Pizza's <laughs> on my list, too. <laughs> so what's your favorite TV show? Ooh, um, well, I like to watch football. <laughs> so that's how about, those, do how about those dogs right now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I love watching football and baseball. So those are my favorite TV shows. And what's your mine is SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched that too much. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's better. That's probably one of the longest running cartoons out there and and, you know, I remember in my day and all that, and it's really cool. And what's been cool is because he watches a lot of shows from Nickelodeon and Disney and all that. And so we've been able to bring a lot of people from his shows onto our show for him to talk to. So that's been pretty cool. Very cool. Very cool. It's yes. good to talk to you, buddy. Okay, so good what's your favorite movie? Ooh, my favorite movie, I would say um, probably It's a Wonderful Life. That's my favorite oh. movie. Yeah. Good Christmas movie, too. <laughs> that is a good one. And what's yours? Mine is the Minions movie. <laughs> oh, that's a good movie. Yeah, I like the Minions for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, I tell you what, they really have built a strong brand because if you got kids young, they gravitate to that. I mean, our yeah. two and a half year old really loves them too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> All right. Bye. Hey, good Sister. job, buddy. Sandy's coming in up. Because we're at the end, so <laughs> here we go. Whoa, look. Hi. And and I'll let um Sandy kind of end this. Yes. 
I'll ask the last question or two. And what would you like for your legacy to be as an artist? What would you like to be most known and remembered for? Wow. Uh, man, I mean, hopefully that I did my best to live the messages of the song that I sang. Wow. Oh, that's okay. important because, you know, that is important. That, that's one thing that you see in this day and time. If you talk to people who left the church and you sit down with them and you really dig deep, it's almost, you know, that everybody that I've talked to said, well, my parents was one thing on Sunday and another thing rest of the week. So why should I believe in that? Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you don't, that's what I don't want my kids to say that about me, you know, so that's a motivator for me just to live what I believe, you know. Absolutely. And if you could say anything to your fans and followers, what would you want to tell them? Oh, man, I would just hope to encourage anybody watching or listening right now. Just that uh, a very simple message that Jesus loves you. He loves you uh, enough that he would pay the price for your greatest mistakes and pay the ultimate price on a cross for your sins. And, you know, this holiday season, we celebrate not the only the birth of a savior, but the reason why we know our savior came to this broken earth and that was to save broken us. And, uh, and so we're thankful for that. And I hope people will, will um, come to know a personal faith in Jesus and let him be the author of their story. Love that. that. So as we close out, let's say that you had a friend of yours and they could sing, they have that gift that God gave them. They feel called to it. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple of years in this crazy music business? I would tell them to sell real estate instead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I think it's about, I think there's an element that's about your ability, but I think there's a bigger element about your availability, you know? And I think when, when your ability lines up with being available, um, and, and what I mean by that is just, you know, I, I started not by waiting for the biggest opportunities to come my way, but by saying yes to the little ones along the way. Love that. And uh, I think that's an important lesson to learn. That is yeah. awesome. Because that's all we did with our show. We started small, we grew, and Grassroots. now we have people like you on, and we appreciate your time. We do. So as we close out, tell everybody how they can find your and get your new album. Oh, man. Well, anywhere people listen to music, they can, whether Spotify or Apple or Amazon or whatever, you can uh, just type in my name. And um, if you want to listen to my new Christmas album, it's called We Need Christmas. And uh, I'm super proud of it. I hope people will make it part of their uh, their Christmas listening. And we got a music video for the song We Need Christmas that's really special, too. So lots of lots of great things happening. We're going to be doing a special virtual Christmas concert this year, as well as eight Christmas concerts around the country. So uh, very excited to be uh, hopefully spreading Christmas cheer this year in some really special ways. But hey, thanks for having me on today, guys. And I wish you continued success with your podcast. And uh, it's good to meet your boy, too. And I hope to talk to you guys again soon. We look, oh, we look forward we look to forward. that. It was great having Thanks you on. So and we look for forward time. to having you back down the road. God bless you guys. Have a great day. You, you too. too. Bye. Bye-bye.